to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Welcome, everyone. I have a confession to make. Late last August, when Reverend Larry and I were meeting to discuss the connection, the Fall Connection Circle series, we mapped out the seven-week discussion featuring the Prosperous Part by Julia Cameron. And Reverend Larry looked at me with glee, and he said, and that means that we end the Sunday before Thanksgiving, so you can pick anything you want as a topic for the last Sunday of the month because I'm on vacation. <laughs> and I, I was like, well, that's great, an opportunity to pick any topic that you want. And I looked at the calendar and I went, well, it is the official launch, official launch of the holiday season, which started on Black Friday. So it's the holiday season. So my original intention was one of Joy to the world, fa-la-la-la-la, it's the holiday season, isn't it great? And then I'm reminded that not all of us are experiencing and feeling fa-la-la-la-la. That there is still life situations where there's loss of life, where there are situations where people may have still lost careers or still having challenges uh, finding work. Life still feels very uncertain. It's like we take a step forward, but we're still living in this liminal state of what's next. And so I started thinking about, I think I need to expand the presentation of joy. And I'm very blessed because I have a holiday muse that started sharing inspiration and influencing today's message. Now I want to introduce her to you. I do have a prop with me today, but before I introduce her to you, I want to give you a little bit about her rich background, how she came to be my holiday muse. In 2016, I was a newly licensed practitioner, and one of the very first tasks of, or I shall should say, sacred service, was I TA'd a foundations class, teaching assistant. Well, in that class, there's 10 weeks of, it's like, it's like the grand overview of science of mind. And oftentimes what happens in a class is that something will happen. A participant will say something or have an insight or have a breakthrough, and it becomes the significant takeaway for every member of the class. Well, this happened during the spiritual mind treatment. We were refining our skills, learning how to write realization statements, those statements are, that really have conviction and passion and we can feel them in our spiritual mind treatment. And the individual that was being coached, his name is Albert Chen, and he has given me permission to share this story. And you maybe remember that I've referenced this particular story before. But he, he was being coached, you know, okay, yes, but do you really feel that? And then he would say, my life is, or I am. 
And Reverend Sharon would say, do you really feel that? And of course, all of us are sitting there kind of like, well, we didn't feel it either. And it, it, this went on for several times. He'd make a statement. And all of a sudden, he threw up his arms and he said, my life is freaking awesome. And the entire class started laughing. It's that spontaneous joy. We knew we had just heard truth. We knew that that was a realization statement that Albert could share that had meaning for him that was filled with conviction. Well, for those of us that have taken certificated classes, we also know that at the end of every class, each person presents a class project. And so one of the participants showed up on the last evening with this huge bag, think Santa Claus style bag, over her shoulder. She put it down and when it was her turn to present, she opens up this bag and inside are handmade rag dolls that have God qualities on them. And she's pulling them out, and we're all in awe. And she said, these are for you. You each get one. You pick the one you want. And she's pulling them out, one by one. Rag dolls, the arms and the legs dancing. And suddenly, my holiday muse showed up. And I'd like to introduce her to you. Her name is Frickin' Joy. <laughs> now, why do I love her so much? Because she has great meaning. She has not only brought the fa-la-la-la-la joy to the world type of joy experience, she also brings forth that reminder that joy is forever present and sometimes when we're feeling, yeah, frickin' joy, joy is still present. And so she is my muse for today's message that no matter what, joy is our innate state and joy is the compass of the heart. So let us welcome Frickin' Joy, because she's going to be here with us today as we go forward with looking at two aspects of joy. One, the voice of joy that comes from our heart. The other is the contrast. So two sides of the same coin of joy. And then we're going to look at a technique that we can bring that is kind of like putting out the welcome mat for joy to reside in our heart. So are you ready to get started with the two sides of joy? All right. Remember, inspired by frickin' joy. Okay, so... Joy, as defined by Ernest Holmes, is that emotion of the heart that has an expectancy of good. An emotion of the heart that has an expectancy of good. Well, in Science of Mind, we teach with the oneness principle that God is all there is, God is good, good is God. So in essence, joy is that positive expectancy of experiencing more of God in our life. Because God is all there is. Source, substance, supply, life, love, light, power, peace, beauty, joy. God 
is, and there is nothing else outside of God, including you and me. So that's what Ernest Holmes says about joy. That means that joy is something that is an innate state. It resides in our heart center, and it does have a language all of its own. For instance, it's spontaneous. It is not a linear, thought-out process. It is that instantaneous inner knowingness. So it's not something that I'm thinking about, oh, maybe this, maybe not. It's an instantaneous inner knowingness. I'm confident that each of us that hears this message today, at some point in our life, has had the experience where we've said, I just knew. I just knew. Well, joy is like that. For instance, when the uh, participant in the class pulled out frickin' joy, I knew she was the rag doll for me. There were 12 others. I mean, it was a big bag. And she was pulling them out. But I knew instantly when she pulled out frickin' joy, that was my doll. She is my doll. I'm going to set her down here. And so for, for each of us, when we're experiencing joy, it's instantaneous and it's inner knowingness. It is also a guide for us. We're born with everything we need to be successful, including an inner guidance system. So how does joy work as a compass of the heart? How many of us have experienced a childhood game called hot potato, cold potato? Anyone? Well, it's, it's, like, it's sort of like a hide-and-seek game, but one person hides an object, and then another person or several people come back into the room, and they're looking for the object, and the guidance is given by the person who hid the object. And they'll say, oh, you're really hot, really, really hot, really hot, if you're close to the item. Or if you're in an area that's really far removed from the item, they'll say, way cold, really super cold, nope, getting colder, getting colder. And so it's a guidance system where the person can keep moving in the direction towards the object. Well, joy is just like that. Joy, when, when there's an opportunity presented, if it delights us, if there's enthusiasm, if there's excitement, if we feel alive, if we feel energy, that's a yes. That means move towards it. If we're feeling bored, blah, ho-hum, uncertain, that is the universe saying, make a different choice. Move in a different direction. You're way cold, moving way cold. Make turn, make a different choice. That's how joy works. So here's how I've experienced it in my life. Years ago, I had never had a teaching position in my life. And I was part of a Fortune 500, actually a Fortune 100 corporation that was moving women into middle management. Big opportunity. My heart sobbed nearly every day. 
until there was one assignment where I got to be a loaned executive for United Way during their fundraising campaign, and my heart came alive. So I'm in the middle of downtown Minneapolis running around to all my clients, and I ran across the president of a two-year fashion merchandising retailing college that I had been a student at. And she stopped me in the middle of the street, and she said, I'm looking for a retail sales instructor, and I want you to teach it. I stopped. I had no formalized teaching background. I met the qualifications for the job. I had a BA degree. I had my own decorating service that would qualify me for a vocationally licensed school. And I thought, but here I am in this corporate opportunity. Something within me, that spark, it was a little ember of joy, said, go for the teaching job. And I said yes to it. And that has made all the difference in my life. I didn't know how to design curriculum. I didn't know how to do half the things I was required to do, but something said yes. There was a spark. The other, although it looked like a career path, my heart sobbed nearly every day. So what I'm sharing is that joy is a compass of the heart that literally warms us up to possibilities that are moving us in the right direction and cools us off and says, make a different choice when it's not moving in the right direction, when it isn't in our highest and best good. So remember, joy is compass of the heart. It's an instantaneous knowing. It comes from within. We know. It's an inner knowing. It is not rational. It is not logical. So it is the voice of spirit that is speaking from our heart. Well, the other side of that coin if God is all there is, then what about those moments of sorrow? What about those moments of loss? God is still fully present in that situation, and we're experiencing the contrast. Some of us may be familiar with the teachings of Esther and Jerry Hicks, where they talk about the contrast. What, the, what sorrow and pain and suffering the innate quality of joy is still fully present. It's just that we're experiencing the contrast. We've moved further away from our innate state, and we're being guided to turn back to principle, to turn back to spirit. So joy the other side of it is sorrow, but it doesn't mean that joy has gone away. It means that we turn and look to principle. We look to spirit. So for me, part of why I chose to expand from the fa-la-la-la-la joy to the world message of joy today is because recently I was at the coast and I was having a great time with a friend. It was truly that joyous state, everything being in the flow. The day I was getting ready to leave, I received word that my favorite cousin had suddenly made his transition. It was unexpected. No one knew. Well, my cousin and I 
were not that close as adults. But as young children, we were very close. He was the voice of joy. I grew up in a very strict Catholic household. When we went to the farm that his mother and father owned, there was great joy. There was lots of laughter. There was so much fun and frolicking. And Robert was that voice. And so for me, even though I have not been to the farm for decades, and I spoke with Robert in a long conversation about a year and a half ago, and, and then briefly in between, for me, the news was suddenly the caretaker of those favorite memories was no longer here because Robert owned the farm. So it was kind of like a security blanket. If I ever wanted to go back to those happy memories, I could go to the farm in North Dakota. That's not an option anymore. Granted, his wife is, is still on the farm. I don't know her very well. It's not like having Robert my childhood playmate, that we could reminisce about all the romping and the fun that we had on the farm. There was another piece where frickin' Joy helped me with this because during the live stream of the funeral service, and it was a traditional Christian service, I was having a very difficult time listening to, to the theology that was being shared because I do not believe that Jesus died on the cross to save us wretched sinners from sin. And so I was thinking, this is not how I know Robert at all. He was so full of life. He was just so happy. He always had laughter. He was joy personified. So I'm watching this live stream service, my computer set up, and I look to my left. Frickin' Joy is sitting on the counter, because I have a little Christmas vignette set up, and it looked like she was holding court and sort of beckoning me, because the white lights were behind her. And all of a sudden, it was like spirit spoke, and I realized the gift that Robert had given me. And the gift of Robert's presence in my life was that he taught me how to lighten up, how to have fun, how to play. That was the gift he gave me. And here was frickin' Joy sitting on the counter saying, would you please stop listening to that which is making you sad, and not that anything can make us sad, but I was feeling sad, and embrace the truth of Robert's presence in your life. He personified joy. He was laughter. And so I am eternally grateful to the foundations class, the very, very first class that I ever TA'd as a licensed practitioner, and to the participant that handmade the dolls and that frickin' joy came into my life because over the years, she is that constant reminder of the fa-la-la-la-la, the glitz, the glitter. I mentioned earlier, I do love the sparkle. She also reminds me that joy is present, even in our darkest moments. And so here's something, our third point, and that is, what can we do to put out the welcome mat for joy, even when we're feeling 
that joy has somehow abandoned us. And this I learned through personal experience. Several weeks ago, actually it was about two months ago, I came across an affirmation, and it was a oneness affirmation, and I was like, oh, the mystical experience. Yes, I want to be in that oneness. I want to be in that pure state of joy. I want to be in the oneness experience. And so I made a commitment to myself that I was going to do a 40-day challenge. The affirmation, there were two affirmations. One, in the morning when you woke up, I affirm and declare, I live this day in mystical oneness with God. And that just before you went to sleep, I affirm and declare, as I sleep, I am in mystical oneness with God. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a blissful experience. This is going to be so joyous. Freaking joy has another message. It was like exactly the opposite. The more I affirmed the affirmations, the more the days went by, and I was absolutely committed to this, I found myself being agitated. And I mean, I was really agitated. I was agitated with myself. I was agitated with other people. I was agitated with the news. I was agitated with everything. There was just this roiling going on inside. And then I remembered that peace precedes joy. Peace precedes joy. When our mind is busy chattering all the negative, when our mind is focused on the external, we get really busy and we lose peace of mind and our heart center begins to feel the anxiety and the anxiousness. So what I learned was that peace precedes joy, and that when we make a conscious choice to get quiet, to go within instead of focusing on the external world, to remove our attention from the external world, and to go within, that is when our mind quells all that anxiety and all that, that discontent and whatever else I was feeling. And in that quietude, there's a doorway for joy to show up. And so what I'm encouraging us as we move into this holiday season whether we're with grateful anticipation of a fa-la-la-la-la joy to the world kind of holiday, or whether we're experiencing loss, whether we're experiencing more of the absence of joy, maybe sorrow, sadness, that there is something we can do. And that is shift our focus from the external environment and go within. And remember, peace, be still, and know that I am God. Peace, be still, and know that I am God. And what is the gift in all of this? There's a bigger gift. And that is, there isn't anything that we do 
that does not leave a lasting impact. And so when we choose to be peace, something bigger happens. Our heart center opens up and we are a greater magnet of love. And so frickin' joy is even more wise because I did not know why I put her in this box. It was just a box that had been sent to me for Christmas one year, but it's her container when she's not sitting out for the holidays. So my holiday muse is even more wise because if you look at the order of the words on the box, it's peace, joy, love. And when we are at peace in our mind and heart, joy springs forth. And with joy, there is greater opportunity for connection, for giving and receiving. And guess what's happened? Each of us becomes the gift. Our presence becomes the gift. Just as Robert's presence in my life was the gift of laughter, the gift of levity, so too for each of us, that when we choose peace amidst all the chaos that's out there, joy springs forward. It's an inner knowingness. It's a guidance system. It helps us say yes to that which is for our highest and best good, and it says make a different choice when we're way off. And because of that, there's great delight. Frickin' Joy would say, did you get it? Delight. It's, it's the light comes forward and flows as love. So I encourage each of us to remember joy is our innate state. As a human being, we experience the contrast, which is sorrow which is sadness, joy is still fully present, and that we have the opportunity to put out the welcome mat for joy by reminding ourselves to go within and peace be still. Let us pray. In this now moment, recognizing one power, one presence, one infinite intelligence, of the one mind, nothing outside of the one, only one. It is joy, it is light, it is love, it is peace, and it is all that is. I know I am an individualized expression of the one. God delights in its experience of my life. And as it's true of my life, it is true of each person's life that is hearing this message. It is true of each person's life everywhere. God delights in the experience of each of our life. And so I claim and affirm and I speak my word for and about each of us. Right here, right now the opportunity to choose joy exists. Each of us has the freedom to make a conscious choice to go for joy. Each of us in this now moment has an opportunity 
to grant permission to experience joy, that emotion of the heart that is an expectancy of good and more good, and to experience the contrast. Each of us gets to choose to experience joy and the contrast. And I claim and affirm that at the core of each of our being is peace. That peace that goes beyond understanding. That peace that is the doorway for joy to burst forward and for love to be the mighty magnet. I claim and affirm that each person remembers throughout this holiday season, it is their presence that is the greatest gift. And I am so grateful for this truth that God is all there is. God is expressing in, through, and as each person, each person as the greatest gift. And I place this word into the activity and action of the law, knowing that the law always says yes. And so together we say, and so it is. So now is our time of conscious giving. And frickin' Joy says, dig deep. And so let's bless our gifts. If you'd like to place it over your heart. Graciously I give from a heart filled with love, from a heart filled with joy, from a heart filled with peace, knowing that as I give, so do I richly receive. Oh, do we have the offering? It's already being blessed. It's upstairs being counted. Uh, our largesse is already in circulation, which is exactly what we do here. At the Portland Center for Spiritual Living, we graciously receive these gifts, knowing that as we receive them, we circulate them, we support uh, other community organizations, we support our center, and knowing that as our programs go forward, that we are expanding the circle of love, healing, and empowerment here at Portland Center for Spiritual Living. Now, we talked about joy, and we also talked about sorrow, we talked about peace. This might be a time of year that is really, really challenging for many of us. Please know that we are here to support you in prayer. So we do have a ministry of prayer table at the back of the sanctuary there where you can place a prayer card in for those of our, in our virtual spiritual community you can go to our website and on our website scroll down and there's a place where it says prayer request you can submit your prayer request online know that all of your prayer requests immediate from online but here in the sanctuary go out to our practitioner ecclesiastical team and we pray on those prayer requests for an entire week so please make our day ask us to pray because we do love it and for now if you're comfortable if everyone would stand and if you're comfortable join hands let us do our closing and we understand if you're not comfortable it's totally okay we know that it's full of open hearts all right something wonderful is flowing through me right now 
It is this thing called life. I think it. I feel it. I am it. Know that if ever you are feeling alone, go to that sacred sanctuary within and always remember that each of us is love, loving and loved. And so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.